0: This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime, on demand, wherever you get your podcasts.
1: That's great. Start the show off with a lie. They're funny.
2: He's really funny. Don't you
1: hate that when somebody... I'm going to yell at Amy for doing that.
2: Tom? Hilarious. (laughs) Listen
3: to the show of funny, thin people. Yeah. Yeah, there you go.
2: Oh, I love the thin part. (laughs)
1: Oh, God, would
3: you stop? With great credit scores and definitely know how to drive. Yeah. The Tom Bernard Morning Show.
1: <laughs> Whatever works, that's all I know. Boy, there is nothing in the news this morning. What? The, why is there nothing in the news this morning?
2: Shouldn't we be somewhat thankful?
1: Well, yeah, I suppose that's true. That's Although the, the murder stories are in there. Yeah, That's the they problem. are
2: still in there.
1: That's the problem. The only thing they got is murder stories now.
2: Like, why is it trending to kill your whole family? Breezed around that a little bit.
1: Indeed. But you uh, sent me a great story. I didn't see the headline. Uh, but until just now, Charles Barkley gives his thoughts on Bud Light.
2: That was Rudy. Oh,
1: well, that was Rudy. Okay. Well, I never... Oh, I mean, whatever. You you guys. I'll yeah, just yeah. go with you guys. Perfect. But, uh, yeah, well, I may as well open that... I've never talked to Charles Bark. No, I don't think I have. Maybe he was on a long time ago, but I don't remember talking to him. But seems like a nice enough guy, don't you think?
2: Yeah. I don't think we are. I, I don't have any... Rem- I don't remember him being on the show either. I don't
1: either. I don't remember him ever being... Everybody else was on but him, I think. hmm Charles Barkley destroys critics of Bud Light. They're rednecks and assholes. All right. Okay, so basically it's okay for you to call people rednecks. Why can you do that? I have no idea. That's not fair. If we're going to do it, we're going to do it, right? Yeah. Stop doing that kind of stuff. We're different. It's like, oh, shut up.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm glad he was never on the morning show. Let <laughs> me put it that way.
2: It's a weird lean-in comment. like It's yeah, like a I, passerby comment that just you probably did need to do, but at the same time, okay.
1: I, you know, one of the biggest insults when I was a kid, and I never did understand it what? until somebody's grandfather. I had a friend. A black man in or a black kid in America it wasn't the man yet. He's a black kid in America today, and he once called me. And I never understood it until years later. He called me a quote, black Maryland farmer.
3: What? What the hell does that even mean? What? It's like what? I don't think it's a compliment though. D- yeah. Did Did he say Maryland as in the Maryland. state or as in this? St- oh, I thought he meant Maryland like Marilyn Monroe. Ooh, black Maryland. I
1: could be black and a woman. Yeah, now we're talking.
2: Black Maryland farmer.
1: Black Maryland farmer. Would you look that up and see if, it, if there's any it, reference to Maryland farmers or black Maryland It doesn't seem
2: like farmers? a diss. It seems like that person probably works hard.
1: I think it is a diss, though, and I don't really, I don't know for sure. But I remember he used to call me that all the time, and I'm like, what? And then he'd laugh. He'd call me that, and then he'd laugh. So look, look how we learned, and here we are, just 65 years later. there's a black man calling people rednecks in the national news.
2: Oh, it's American slang for mother trucker.
1: Oh, so he's calling me a mother effer. Yeah. Why is it a black Maryland farmer? I don't know. Because it started in the black community, maybe. That's probably what it is. I never knew. He was the first guy ever then to call me a mother effer, so that's good.
2: Bring him in.
1: Oh, I don't think he's around anymore. He's a a grandfather of a kid when I was a kid. Oh,
2: so the chances are this man is... Rest in peace.
1: So I was being called a mother effer and I didn't even know it?
2: Yeah, it's kind of... All right. Well, it's not so bad.
1: Works out. Charles Barkley spoke out against critics of Bud Light over the weekend, calling them rednecks while defending gay and trans people. Uh, a clip posted to TikTok by user at one banana.
2: Ooh, sucks. Is that what it's...
1: But there's a dash under... there's. It's at one, the letter one, or the number one, excuse me, dot dash banana. Hmm.
3: The hell's that mean? I follow two dash yeah, banana, so I don't. Yeah. I don't know about one dash banana. But well, that but two makes sense. Two, absolutely, you know, yeah. it's a oh, whole it's different yeah. deal.
2: Underscore one dot underscore banana. Mm. Yeah, well,
1: what does that mean?
2: Nothing. Mm. They just one banana was taken, so they had to get creative. They they get know, the
1: underscore, sure. under, yeah. underscore. Around a round of drinks for uh, anyway uh, clip posted to TikTok by user, blah blah blah, one banana close enough for me, showing Barkley buying a round of drinks for the crowd at a Lake Tahoe bar. Uh, so I'm gonna buy some drinks for y'all, and I'm gonna buy Bud Light. Barkley said, "Hey, let me tell you something. All you rednecks and assholes who don't uh, want to drink Bud Light, they put this in the national news. The f bomb, y'all. I don't think I've ever seen that in the national news in print before, have you? Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. It's in print. Huh. Well, mediaite is that? I, I suppose that's all that's all digital, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's why, not
3: like the New York yeah. Times is printing yeah. that. Although the New York Times, they maybe they are very progressive when it comes down to the curse words.
1: Could be. Hey, y'all can't cancel me, Barkley said, to a mixture of cheers and booing from the crowd. So they cheered a man <laughs> and booed him. So there there you go. That's good.
3: Uh, I've never had it, but I heard Bud Light's horseshit beer anyway. You know, coming from a guy who drinks a lot of beer mm-hmm. it is definitely when it comes to budget beers like on a macro level it's yeah. not the best that's what i've heard yeah nah, I've yeah never that, had it. i think and actually modelo is the number one beer in america now
4: is that your favorite
3: it's not bad i'd rather have a corona than okay. a modelo but well, both Corona's are good, good but but uh, you know i mean for my money there's nothing beats a silver bullet just give me a Coors. give me those cans give me those mountains that turn blue that's what i really that's want yeah plus i like that old marketing and those twins. That was the best commercial on television.
1: What was that?
3: Don't you remember that? Uh-uh. They, they used to have a song like on Sundays, and it was all about, I love quarterback's eating dirt, and then they'd have these two gals with pom-poms who were, you know, twins, you know, with the crop tops, and they'd go, hey, and them twins! Never heard it. Oh, oh, let me dig it up and find it for you, because it's...
2: so obnoxious that, like, it's gone full circle, where I go, yeah, there's a comfort aspect to it. Like, if I remember (laughs) when it came out, I was like, this is so dumb, and now I'm like...
3: It was very misogynistic, but what would you rather have now? Like, that or Subaru talking about how, it's? listen, we're gonna clean up all the beaches for the turtles. It's like, you also make tomahawk... Choppers that fight wars. So which I one know. is it, Subaru? Well, you got to fight wars, don't you? you got to protect yourself. Absolutely, but uh, don't also sell us that you're this company that well, has a bunch of feel goods and wants to yeah. you know, help the environment. You just want to sell you know, your Subarus to people who think they're helping out th- the planet. Exactly. You
1: know what's interesting? The reason I don't know any of this stuff, that since they got rid of all the voiceover people across America, men and women, and just have Hollywood stars in the commercials, I don't watch commercials anymore. I never ever watch commercials anymore. I listen to them when they're on the radio or podcasting. now. well, I, maybe I don't listen to them on the radio, just podcasting. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think I think there's a part yeah. of us too is like they uh, c- commercials rarely stick out nowadays. Right. They're just not. I don't know. they are it's a all lot
1: Hollywood of, pukes.
2: It's all the same things, and so it's like when they step out and do something. I even thought it was really interesting. I. I when it, they killed off Mr. Peanut from, they did. Yeah, but don't worry, he came back as a baby. It was like a a month long thing. How long ago? God, this must be. I think this was the 2019 uh, Super Bowl because I remember it so vividly.
1: Boy, that's loud, man. Are your headphones that loud? I'm sorry, what's that? I said, are your headphones that
3: loud? Oh, I'm, I'm trying to find that. Uh, I, like, Holy I, no, because I have to listen to both you guys and the audio at the same time. Well, you
1: don't have video. to do that.
3: No, because well, unfortunately, the way this board is set up, I have oh, to. I it's the only way I can preview things. But I wanted to play you guys that, uh, that uh, Coors Light Twins. Twins commercial, because I'm telling you, this was... This one, once you hear it, Tom, you'll be like, oh, I do remember this commercial, for so, sure. But it's not the Minnesota Twins. Okay? I'm sorry, say that again? Not it's the Minnesota Twins. Just no. Twins. Okay. Just Twins. Two yeah. women. Yeah, here you okay. go. I love football on TV. Shots of Gina Lee hanging with my friends and twins. I love burritos at
1: Never heard it. Never heard this. Nope. Really? Well, first of all, I wouldn't listen to it because it's really obnoxious.
3: Uh, yeah,
1: people that sing like this. I hate that.
3: I I feel like if you ever watched a football game between like 1997 and 2000, oh, really? you probably saw that commercial. Yeah.
1: You probably saw it, but I but I literally used to mute the audio. That's why I didn't know about it. Mm. Yeah, I, I literally since, uh, I don't know who started it in L.A. or this, that, or the other thing or whatever, but yeah, since they did that, I don't, I don't watch national commercials much anymore uh, because they just, they had to take over and control the whole business and screw everybody up. Well, you, we, we talked about that earlier this week or last week, whenever it was. You literally, unless you live in Los Angeles or New York now, you really can't make much of a living doing voiceover anymore.
2: That's what you're saying. Yeah. It's all
3: movie stars now. Yeah, it, it's a it's a side hustle more than it is. A, yeah, yep. yeah. Because like, I'll tell you this: I cut five ads yesterday. That's uh-huh. impressive. And I I bet I made hundred and forty dollars. Oh, <laughs> you know? I mean, it's just a side hustle. It's not you can't move out to New York and get an apartment like Tom did back no. in the 70s. No. Those days are gone. Like no. you just you can't make that kind of money. Now, are there ads out there where you can get paid? Absolutely. Yeah. They are so few and far between yeah. because yep. it is so saturated right now. Let me uh, give you an
1: example of what he just said. Brittany, OK,
3: mm-hmm.
1: you made how much? One hundred and sixty bucks.
3: Yeah, Probably Tops, maybe one hundred and sixty
1: bucks. Maybe one hundred sixty bucks. In the old days, that would have been about ten thousand. Yeah,
2: that's crazy to yeah. think about. Yeah,
1: because they're national ads. You get a minimum of two G's right out of the box. Yeah, Dang not way. anymore though. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hollywood actors had to screw everybody because they didn't. I, I don't think being worth a few hundred million is enough money. They need more. Well,
2: we've decided, right? Like that's you have to be. Conti- if you're. What
1: wealthy, did you just call me? Right well, now? You, <laughs> you hear
2: continuously- what she just called me? I saw no, it. I was gonna say you continuously have to be constantly making more money. Like, oh, yeah, they do. That's yeah. the, that's the yeah. mindset. I mean, that's what we we're talking about with all those Netflix executives, all this stuff. Is how about you, Disney? Yeah, Disney. Oh. You just can't hit a certain amount and go, That you know what? It's, it's
1: never if enough. If
2: I consistently have $3 million coming in every year, that's enough. Mm-hmm. No, they're like, how do we no, always try to be making more money?
1: And we have to screw other people to do it.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's at that level?
1: No, it's all levels now. I know. People love wow. to screw other people out of money now. Isn't that sad? This doesn't happen your... all the time. Oh yes, it does, sister. That's not your world. You have to understand. You you I have know. very little knowledge of that world. I agree. People screw people out of money all the
3: time.
2: I think since I was 19 years old, mm-hmm. um, you have been to- telling me over and over. If you have ever have money, don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm telling you. People found out I had money, and my life has been hell ever since.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, luckily, I've not had to lie to anybody because I don't have money, and I'll continuously not have money. But
1: If I find out you have money, I'm going to show up at your door with my arm, right arm in like a sling, <laughs> and I'm going to like limp up there. If,
2: that what, if that's what it takes to get you to come over for dinner, fine.
1: <laughs> I just did a massive favor for someone, a big, big favor. And I said, I will do this, but I ha- you have to understand something. Within two weeks, you have to do this for me. I did my part. He's been ghosting me ever since.
2: That's so wild. Is mm-hmm. that
1: unbelievable? And I've known this person for decades. Yeah. What happened to people? Are, th- people are so unethical now. I mean, people have been a little in it, but they're really bad now, don't you think?
2: I don't think so.
1: Well, you don't ever leave the house. How the hell would you know?
2: First off, I leave the house constantly. I'm to come here, here and
1: then you go home. Then I
2: come here. <laughs> yeah,
1: okay. See, picking up my go. nephew
2: Ike on the way home. <laughs> oh, okay, and good. We're going to go look at puppies that my friend has. Like, that's, unfortunately, I surround myself with yeah. good people. So when we have well, no, this I conversation, and, yeah. I go, ah, somebody's letting us in their house to go look at rescue Great Danes today. For why? See, so For that's fun. Good. So See, that's good, though. But, like.
1: But there's no money to be made in that. No. So that's the good news.
2: That's why I that's just, why I just hang it. out with broke people that make bad decisions about animals. And that's what we continuously do.
1: I love that. It's um, a good idea.
2: How do we, I mean, I mean, but you are around successful people
1: mm-hmm.
2: who are good people.
1: Mm, some of them, not many.
2: And so how do you differentiate that? You just have to find out?
1: You literally find out and not in a good way.
2: Because they all, everyone says all the same things, right? Like they're all, Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, that's very, very true. And I'm not saying this because we're partners in this show now and blah, 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 blah. But I will tell you, Ginny Hubbard's is one of the most honest people I've ever met. And she's got a few bucks.
2: Yeah, I love, I love working for working. She's
1: Hubbard. terrific. Always well, has been.
2: You know, they are the first. God, I hate
1: being nice to her. Ginny, I didn't mean that. I just made that bullshit up to make you look good. They are there, s- I feel better now.
2: They are so nice about... Go go, getting sick. They're so yeah. nice oh, yeah. about making sure, like you know, if somebody wants to prioritize some with different vacations, uh, days. Like they're a company that you can work with, which is lovely.
1: Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I have friends that I adore. There's no question about that. I have some friends that I, I just oh, love.
2: Are extremely successful. Some people. of them, yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, not
1: everybody's a crook. It's just 99.9 percent.
2: I mean, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't trust um, you know, Doug with my money. Sprint
1: forget it. He's out of the mix.
2: He's been asking me to make if I was gonna buy a car, he's like, just make the check to me, which seems suspicious. <laughs> well a little. All right, bring cash. Yeah, I thought that was a weird <laughs> thing he said too. I mean, if I an attache
3: case in the middle of a dark alley. <laughs>
2: I That's that
1: exactly was... it.
2: He said, prepaid Visa cards mm-hmm. will get you farther.
1: Uh, and may, may, you guys may maybe been around this or not, but it's so weird that you know someone and you know them for a long, long time, and then the first time you're around them when money's involved, they become a completely different person. That's so weird. I know. It's like, it's just money. Get off your ass and go, I've been making money since I was 11 years
3: old. I got my first job at 11. What? I was a janitor.
2: They let you be a janitor at 11. Oh yeah,
3: <laughs> just swinging them keys and throwing sawdust on puke. <laughs> 11 yes, years it old. was wonderful. <laughs> now <laughs> it was over overnight cleaning. Uh, oh, what, there, it used to be right over
1: here where Win Stevens was. What the hell is it? it was it was something science? I can't. So, remember. That was my first job. I was in that building with Victor Barosky. Was my boss's name.
2: How many great guy? How long did you have that job? Well,
1: I worked as a janitor until I was 16.
2: So. How did you get there?
1: Victor Borowski would pick me up at the house. How wild. was a wild. family friend.
2: How wild is that? Why? That you had a grown-up that you guys trusted that you would get Oh, well, he was know, a great guy. Victor was a great guy. I know, but you, there, in no way in this world would that happen. Oh, not
1: now. No. <laughs> you're right. It would gonna not happen I'm going
2: to pick up now. your 11-year-old child, and we're going to work probably overnight.
1: I know what you're saying, sister. We I do have to take a break here because we have a guest coming up. We have a great <gasps> guest this morning, as a matter of fact. So, let's not get too excited. Now, Nick Hoff will be up in just a couple of minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, on MyPillow's 20-year anniversary with over 80 million pillows sold, Mike Lendell and MyPillow employees want to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in history on their MyPillows. Queen-size MyPillow's regular price is $69.98. Now, only $19.98 and just $10 more for king-size MyPillow's patented fill adjust your exact individual needs to help you get the best sleep ever go to mypillow.com click on the radio podcast square to get mike's amazing offer on the queen size my pillow for only 1998 enter promo code tom in addition to this special anniversary offer on the my pillows you'll also receive deep discounts on all my pillow products such as bed sheets mattress toppers pet beds mattresses my slippers and so much more take advantage of the biggest sale in my pillow history Go to MyPillow.com, use promo code Tom to take advantage of Mike's special offer on his MyPillow. That's MyPillow.com, promo code Tom.
5: Hi, I'm Mike Bryant, and I'm driving my car safely and legally communicating on my phone. Minnesota law allows a driver to use their cell phone to make calls, text, listen to music or podcasts, and get directions by voice command or single-touch activation without holding your phone. Violations are very expensive.
3: The National Safety Council reports that cell phone use while driving leads to 1.6 million crashes per year, and nearly 400,000 injuries are caused by texting and driving. Not surprising, since four seconds with your eyes off the road is like driving the length of a football field blindfolded. And research shows that just two seconds increases the risk of an accident up to 24 times. Texting may only take a second, but it can end your life or ruin it forever. Please... Drive safely and stay alive.
2: Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com.
5: Hi,
1: this is Tom Bernard. My friends at Niemeyer Trailer Sales at their Albertville location just off Interstate 94 would like to extend a special offer going on now through the end of July. It's for all our Tom Bernard Morning Show listeners. When you visit their Albertville location, mention that you heard me, Tommy B, uh, tell you about this July-only savings opportunity on travel trailers and pickup campers. Now, you must be a qualified buyer, but here's the really good news. Received up to $5,000 off the advertised price on all their new in-stock inventory. As always, terms and conditions do apply. Brands include Rockwood by Forest River, Arctic Fox by Northwood Manufacturing, Cirrus by New Camp, and more. Now is a real good time to buy and take your passion on the road with Niemeyer Trailer Sales. You can't just sit around, see my guys and gals at Neemeyers in Albertville, or peruse their current inventory at Neemeyers.com. That's N-I-E-M-E-Y-E-R-S.com, Niemeyer's.com. The Up to the Five Grand Off Sales Event. I highly recommend the Tom Bernard Morning Show for your advertising.
0: Grow results for your business by partnering with the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Visit TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner.
1: You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust, who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. and tell him his his guy tom sent you investment services offered by josh arnold investment consultant llc a security investment advisor past performance is no guarantee of future results all investments involve risk all comments and opinions are josh arnold's and do not constitute investment advice tom bernard is a paid endorser
0: this is the tom bernard morning show podcast
1: we are back ladies and gentlemen should mention very quickly by the way partly sunny breezy and cooler today slight chance of an afternoon sprinkle but not not a shower but a sprinkle a high of 80, it is sunny, and 63 right now. So not bad. Nick Hoff with us, ladies and gentlemen, Laugh Camp Comedy Club, 490 Roberts Street North in St. Paul, July 21st. Well, that would be tomorrow. Friday and Saturday, uh, Friday at 8 p.m. and Saturday at 9 p.m. Uh, so that's good. Uh, Nick Hoff, nationally touring stand-up comedian, has been on MTV, hosts a weekly show on Sirius XM. That was a featured act at Netflix Comedy Festival. Nick, how are you? I'm doing all right. How about yourself? Magnificent. I got to tell you, right? I I don't think we've ever met. Have we ever met Nick? No. I don't think so. But I got to tell you, I already like you, and I'll tell you why I already like you. You ready? (laughs) Okay. Because if Jeff Foxworthy and Larry the Cable Guy like you, I like you.
5: That's that's not a bad litmus test, right?
1: I'm telling you, Nick, they're two of my favorite people. I've been in studio with them many, many times just sitting talking. You couldn't find two nicer guys. Great
5: guys. That's... That's one of the greatest things about working with them for all that time that I did is just, like, I've worked with guys that are funny and talented, but also nice. That's a hard combination to find, and those two are two of the best. They just want to talk about sports and comedy, and that's about it.
1: And that's about it. But I, now, now later on today, Laurie Camarton's going to be on the show, and now I have to say, you know, three of my favorite people, Jeff Foxworthy, Larry the Cable Guy, and Nick Hoff, and she'll go, yeah, I know what you mean.
5: <laughs> She'll be like, who? <laughs> <laughs> she will
1: not say who, Nick. No,
5: no. I, uh, Laurie Kilmartin's a sweetheart and one of the funniest comics working as well. So uh, um,
1: cool. We've been talking about this particularly, you know, Rudy and Brittany and I have been talking about this a lot. My career, in, I've been in radio for 52 years on the same morning show for 37 years and now doing this show because I believe digital is the future, but I really miss the, the touring comedians coming into the studio on Fridays. Uh First of all, not a lot of people touring right now anyway, um, but when they were in town, everybody would come in. There were days when we had three huge comedians in studio at the same time and they were not working together. It was, Nick, that was a different time. And then, of course, COVID came along, but do you think it'll ever come back?
5: Um, I do. I do. I think, think, you know, things are slowly snowballing coming back and and I I look forward to the days when we get to all come back into the studio again cuz I enjoyed that aside from the fact that we had to wake up early that's the only thing I did not like I... About going in. But once you're in there, it's fun. You know, you're a part of something. Yeah, no
1: question. It's just to sit around and and make eye contact with people and just really laugh your ass off because it's funny. Not the thing I hate about people is when they do the phony laugh just because they think it's the right thing to do is laugh. If you don't think it's funny, then don't laugh. If you do, your laugh sounds real and it's engaging.
5: Right. I've been in those rooms, too, where all of oh, a sudden yeah. everybody seems like they're on a caffeine high and they're laughing way too hard. You're like, come on, guys. that <laughs> <outrageous." laughs> That
1: was unbelievable. Yeah, that's true. You're, you're absolutely right. Nick is on tour now playing. Hey, this is great, by the way. Nick Hoff with us, ladies and gentlemen. Nick is on tour now playing all 50 states before the end. My God, Nick, you're working your ass off.
5: Yeah, that's a logistical nightmare. Yeah, oh, I, I myself up for <laughs> All 50 states. I don't know what what I and my agent were thinking, but it seemed like a good idea at the time. Now I'm like, how in the world am I going to get back to the East Coast and hit Delaware?
1: But don't you think when you're done with it, it'll be, my God, that was fun. I understand it's a lot of work and a pain in the ass probably in a lot of times. But once you're done with it, you go, hey, how many other people have ever done that?
5: That's the hope That's the yeah. hope that at the end, you'll look at the body of work and you'll say, that was incredible. I did shows in all 50 states this year. Yep. And that way, the, the special that I film at the end will feel that way, too. Hopefully there'll be little pieces that I take from every place that I did.
1: No, no question about it. By the way, uh, his debut album hit number one on the iTunes comedy charts. But I do have to ask you the name of the album. Was it a good thing or a bad thing?
5: It's a great thing. Good, it's a great thing. I'm a, I'm a father of three, so the first one is called Baby Daddy. So it was sort of, you know, a play on the fact that I was a young father, and Aww. also, you know, I was somebody's baby daddy. So that that was that was fun. And, they, and the kids, you know, are just so full of material. That's why I had them, right? Besides the tax write-off, sure. yeah, for material. Yeah. Sure. Say so, uh, I'm tired of writing. You do something funny, and I will just say that.
1: But, Nick, I'm looking at your picture right now. Not a lot of 18-year-old guys have three kids.
5: <laughs> oh, I appreciate the fact that you think I look 18. You must be looking at a picture from, what, 73?
1: <laughs> <laughs> from Yes, from 70. It was from 50 years ago. He's actually 68 years old.
2: Nick, how old are your
5: kiddos? I've got three, uh, nine, seven, and five.
2: Oh, my God. And so... And then does your wife work? Because she's got three kids and you're running around the 50 states. I mean, that's impressive.
5: So, yeah. And, and the nice thing is this, uh, these seven weeks is they're all with me. Oh! So in the summer, kids are out of school. And we've sure. done this ever since they were born <gasps> that we just all get in the car together and we Love go it. bounce from hotel to hotel. And so my kids have already been to, like, 38 states in their life and so they're little road dogs we're a little circus family and they enjoy it you know like they get to ride all around the country and yeah there are times where it's full tilt and they're yelling and I have to apologize to my wife 17 times but <laughs> oh I yes.
2: love that Nick you're like my yep. favorite golfer uh Tony Finau does the same thing and I love that I think it probably gives you more material too
5: yeah yeah and we get to experience everything together so that, you know, you look at it and you go, it's like the 50-state tour. You look at it and you go, yeah, there are moments where we want to set each other's hair on fire. Sure. And divorce is imminent. Yeah. And <laughs> i, mean, and I ha- we do not
2: We don't even travel, and that happens with me and my husband. So there you go.
1: But, you know, Nick, it's yeah. a good thing because, uh, like, I, I do, uh, after this show, I do an hour-long podcast. I've been doing it for 11 years, an hour-long podcast yeah. with my wife, our son, and our daughter. I love working with my family.
5: That's amazing. I just that's love amazing. it. amazing how old are your kids?
1: Uh 36 and 34. And they still want to be around you. So see, it's it's good. Well, I do pull a gun on them.
0: <laughs> Tom <laughs> also <important>. yeah.
2: <laughs> Tom also has car snacks all the time. Yeah, well, that's so
1: that's true, yeah. really important. No question about it. Where's my check, dad? That, What's that deal.
5: Yeah, that's my wife's uh, that's my wife's responsibility. She's got the little the little jar of all the treats and the surprises along the way. So, you know, every several states, she'll pull something out and be like, okay, here's your prize, and you're going to learn knitting or whatever it is.
2: Knitting, yes. I mean, I need need that in my life. We have a one-year-old, and I'm still learning that, like, aspect because I just give them all the things, but the holding back and then, like, randomly pulling out a toy they haven't seen, I need to learn that
5: part. Yeah, withholding of uh, food and toys and love. These are all important things. To do <laughs> yes. Thanks,
1: Nick. Right. Withholding is very, very important, If There's no question. We're talking to Nick Hoff, ladies and gentlemen, again. He's going to be at Laugh Camp Comedy Club, 490 Robert Street, North St. Paul, July 21st at 8 o'clock, July 22nd, 9 o'clock, so Friday and Saturday, 8 and 9 o'clock. Have you ever played Laugh Camp before, Nick?
5: It's one time, but it was maybe five, six years ago, but oh, okay. I had a great time.
1: Yeah, it's a really, really nice setup. That's one thing I will tell you, and, and many, many people tell me this, Nick. That uh, you know, I was born and raised here, and all the rest of it. Lived other places, came back, and pretty much all the comedians that I know, but I should say most of my comedian friends have died recently, with the Louis Andersons of the world, and you know, oh yeah, Ugh. Gilbert Gottfried, and all those guys. But but they they all say that Minnesota is one of the most engaging. Uh, comedy audiences in the entire United States.
5: Yeah, you know what? I think cold weather climates. Yeah, th- that happens to a person where they they've got a better sense of humor because you have to. Yeah. to live in those types of places. I mean, the days where it's you know negative twelve out and you <laughs> yeah. still got to go live your life. I mean, you've got to laugh at that. Otherwise, you're just gonna you know crawl to the top tallest tower and you know throw yourself up have a trail.
2: Yeah.
1: Why well, climb the tower and shoot at people like the guy down there in oh, Austin, God, Texas? stop. What? What was his name again? What was the guy's name again? Remember the guy who shot all those people from the tower at the University of Austin, Texas? Mm. University of Texas at Austin, I should say. What the hell was his name? I don't know. That was many, many years ago. Anyway, let's move on to... Newer things. All right, brought
3: it up. Yeah, let's move on to a Midwest killer, okay? <laughs> yeah. I know more Midwest killers than Texas yeah, we can killers. Do that. Homegrown. <laughs> we could absolutely. Right, there's
5: got to be some Minnesota boys in there that are taking some people out. Well,
1: yeah. I went to high school with most of them, so that's good.
5: Mm-hmm. You know, it works out very, very
1: well. God, it was so funny, Nick. Very, very quickly, I want to make this reference because I think you'll enjoy the semi humor with this. So this morning, I get up and I'm watching the news, Channel 5. Uh, they're. You know, they're part of the Hubbard Empire there, going all the rest mm-hmm. of it. And I hear, I grew up in North Minneapolis, and I hear, oh, the football team uh, on the north side of Minneapolis is celebrating, and blah, 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 blah. And then they turn to the, there was a lot of violence going on. <laughs> it's like, God, is there ever a story about the north side where violence isn't mentioned?
5: Is it's, that true? Oh, they just yeah. stay away from the north side, or was that?
1: Well, you better know where you're going. Let me put it that way.
5: It's fine. All right. Well, mm-hmm. c- you know what? I'll come through and I'll clean it up. I only work nights.
3: Yeah, you, got, you got kids. That's free I, child labor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. right?
5: Go just, tell that guy to straighten up and <laughs> stop ha- slouching while he's at it. Yes.
2: Have your wife bring those activity sets. That usually solves everything.
5: Gather gang gangbangers. <laughs> We're learning crochet. <laughs>
3: Gangbangers, <laughs> love
1: it.
5: What oh, is gangbangers? Nick. He's right. Oh, Nick.
1: At, how great is it? You know, Nick, when you're in town, we're going to have to do it between, uh, you know, tomorrow night and Saturday. You and I will walk down, Plymouth Avenue is the main street on the north side. We'll walk we down to- Plymouth Avenue and everyone will meet. We go, hey, do you happen to have change for 100 what do you think?
5: <laughs> Most people pull right out. They're like, "What do you want, big bills, small bills?" <laughs> <things?"
1: laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. No, Rudy, have you you and Nick ever worked together?
3: We haven't worked together. Oh, you no. Okay. Uh, Nick will be working this weekend with a good friend of mine, Lily Meyer, who will be on the show with you, okay. Nick. Okay. yeah, just uh, she's great. But yeah, so we have you know, I I'm doing a little bit of internet stock, we have a few common friends, but our paths have never crossed. So
5: correct. Yeah. 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 Well. Looking forward to this weekend. I don't think I've met Lily either.
3: No, she's great. Yeah, you'll have a great time. And Laugh Camp is such a fun place, man. I know five years ago it was probably great, but, you know, the staff, the, the drinks, the people, the atmosphere, it's a cool place.
5: Awesome. Yeah, everybody should come on out. Have a good time. I don't think there's any
1: question. We, but now, again, one of these days, like, uh, you know, you'll get to, get to town soon. I, what time do you get to town tomorrow? Like 4 in the afternoon or something?
5: Yeah, we'll probably roll in a little earlier because I'm in yeah. uh Eau Claire, or however you say it tonight. Oh Claire. I don't think that's too far away. No, oh, yeah, right.
3: It's Eau Claire. Eau, is that Ooh how you, is that Claire. Ooh no. no. Claire. With a pinky
5: up.
3: Yeah, you went from a city to a cat call real fast. <laughs> that's true. I have my little finger Eau
5: Claire, up. Ooh Claire.
1: Eau. Put your finger up. Mm-hmm. But, Nick, I'd love to have you in studio next time you're in town. I, I am really trying to recruit a lot of people. And, again, uh, Larry the Cable Guy used to come in all the time. Jeff Foxworthy, every time he came to town, he'd spend a couple hours with us. We just had a couple of people on last week. I, I just I cannot wait for you guys and, and women to come in studio again. It's my favorite part of this job, having comedians in studio.
5: Yeah, I'd love to come in next time. You know, people don't know that about Larry the Cable Guy because I I toured with him for three years going all around the country. I think they even shot their special in Minneapolis. But we go around, and he he remembers everybody. He used to call radio stations every single day of his life for like 12 years. People think he's an overnight success and luckiest guy. No, that was one of the hardest-working guys in show business. Like 12, 15 years just going around the country performing and then calling, writing all those different commentaries and calling every single week. So he, all his buddies are in radio. So that's cool to see around the country those guys show up. And he's just a terrific guy, in it, no question.
3: Yeah, it's funny you bring him up because uh, one of my best friends is Adrian Stumpf, who is Larry the Cable oh, yeah, Guy's... I he, love Adrian. Yeah, he's like, a, he's like his right-hand man. He does a bunch of his, right. like, the Get Her Done Foundation and all that. Yep. And he talks about the stories where, you know, they'll be on a, on a drive somewhere and Larry will grab his phone and go, Oh, i got to do this thing real quick. And then he'll call a hospital... And he'll chat with some of the kids that are in the hospital oh, as Mater from Cars. Geez. Oh, yeah, And yeah. it, it's like it's just like oh, this thing I have to go and do. I know that I'm a super important guy who's worth three hundred million dollars, but I need to take an hour out of my day and yep. give back to the kids who love me. So it's he's a really nice oh, guy.
2: Mater in yeah. our household would kill. Yeah. Like. Cars is huge. Yeah. Cars is everything. Oh yeah,
3: cars
1: with yeah. radio cable guy. Yeah,
2: this pistachio mm. ice cream has turned and he's
1: eating wasabi. <laughs> well, close yeah. enough. Ouch, Jesus! That would burn your mouth. Yeah, it did. Mayor oh, handled would.
2: it pretty well.
1: I would imagine so. Yeah. So yeah, Nick. Next time you uh, please do come in. I'd love to sit down face to face with you. I, ne- I need to Absolutely. get it back because it was every Thursday, Friday for about
5: 25 years.
2: And bring the kids. We've got a whole yeah, room of activities. Absolutely. We really do.
5: Oh, listen to you guys. So optimistic. Bring the kid I on. mean... <laughs> they won't destroy everything. It's <laughs> fine. Everything's nailed down. It's fine. We didn't need those
1: microphones.
5: No. That's fine. No. Uh,
1: Nick, I'll close with this. I have a seven-year-old granddaughter, a five-year-old grandson, and a one-and-a-half-year-old grandson. And the five-year-old nice. grandson, I was talking to him... Uh, I suppose about three days ago, and he was not in a good mood, and I went over tried to cheer him up, and he said, could you just leave me alone? I don't want to talk.
5: <laughs> He's five.
2: Yeah. Okay. They, they know how to cut. Yeah,
5: they do. Can yeah, you? Right, right. The phrases they pick up and latch onto you like, Billy, did you just say that <laughs> That me? is
2: so painful, and I hate that you have boundaries, and you're the worst. That's always what I want to say.
1: <laughs> Nick, thanks for your time this morning, sir. We will talk to you soon.
5: Thanks for having me. I hope to see everybody this weekend. Come on out. Ladies and gentlemen, Nick
1: Hoff, Laugh Camp Comedy Club, 490 Robert Street, North St. Paul. Tomorrow night, 8 o'clock, on Saturday night at 9 o'clock. What a nice man. Handsome Devil. Did you see his picture? No,
2: I was just looking up. Whoa, look at that. Yeah, he's got a boyish charm. Mm He has
1: a boyish charm. That's exactly what it is. Um, What a nice guy. Very nice guy.
2: I saw the the album cover, Baby Daddy, and his kids and his wife are really cute.
1: I'm glad to hear that. Yep. And I was going to go back to the Charles Barkley story and read that you know how he's, he's going to buy Bud Light for everybody and all the rest of it. But he literally drops the F-bomb in every sentence. And I know you can do that on podcasting, but I just, I just don't think dropping the F-bomb constantly is all that great an idea on entertainment. Do you?
2: I just think it gets boring. Yeah,
1: well, that's exactly why, because it gets boring mm-hmm. after a while. But uh, he's all whipped out, hey, I ain't worried about getting uh, canceled because let me tell you something, if you all fire me and give me all that money, I'm going to be playing golf every effing day. So listen, as I said last night, if you're gay, God bless you. If you're trans, God bless you. How about if you're anybody, God bless you? When are we going to get back to that?
2: Well, I think that's what he's saying, right? I mean, I don't love the the grandstanding and the uh, virtue signaling. I don't either. But I think that he's trying to convey that. He's just kind of sounding a little bit... Like a douche, but I think yeah. that's what he wants to convey in yeah, his he's dream is that he's saying that like everybody yeah. mm-hmm. is fine.
3: When uh, when we were in the break, I found the audio of Charles Barkley. If you guys want to hear it, <laughs> did you have to edit it a little? A little, little bit? bit, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But here you go.
4: I'm gonna
5: buy some drinks for y'all, and I'm gonna buy Bud Light. Hey, and let me tell you something. Are you rednecks or? Who <laughs> don't want to break Bud Light?
3: Hey,
4: y'all can't cancel me.
5: Hey, I ain't worried about getting canceled. Because let me tell you something if y'all fire me and give me all that money, I'm going to be playing golf every f- day.
0: So listen, as I said last night, if you're gay, God
4: bless you. If you're trans, God bless you.
5: And if you have a problem
3: with them, you. I, it's just trying too hard. I feel the same way. That feels very yeah. non. It's, it's not very. Signaling. Yeah, it's not yeah. very genuine. You, no. you, it almost like he's just doing it because he knows it'll get a rise out of people.
1: I, I, what amazes me is how this all just. Did people not know there were gay people in the world 50 years ago? How, what I I, I just. I knew gay people when I was a kid. I yeah. told you there was that hermaphrodite that I don't even think, know if they use that term anymore in the neighborhood, and, and they would tell us all of this, that, and the other, and try to educate us, not to be creepy, but I, I've been around gay people my whole... Well, first of all, if you're going to be in entertainment, you're going to be around gay people. Yeah, There's no course. question about that.
2: Yeah, of course.
1: I don't care about... We're, I literally, we're all... Unless you're an asshole, you're good by me, right?
2: I think that's... Where I think that's where every most people fall. I think so, yeah. Except, unfortunately, there's some very loud people that are either, you know, that are anti or whatever. Or
1: pro. they're pro, both really loud? Who are
2: really loud and, and make it seem like everyone's fighting about everything always. We're not. No, I
1: know. I know. And you, I'm I'm saying I'm I'm agreeing with you. We're yeah. not.
2: We just don't know how to have normal voices when we're agreeing with each other. You and I Why? always sound like we're fighting. <laughs>
1: Shut up. I'm trying to talk to you. I'm
2: agreeing with you, you (laughs) asshole.
1: (laughs) Well, F you, according to Charles Barkley. No, I'm getting a little worn out by this. I love gay people. Well, where were you 50 years ago? Yeah. I mean, don't try to jump in now. No, I'm glad you guys saw that the same way. That sounded very phony to me. I don't love
2: all gay people. Not either. My stepbrother, Mike, I'm I'm always in a fight with him because him and I were in the same grade. And he always made me look like an asshole because he'd be like, um, Brittany, did you give our grades to her parents? And he'd have all A's and I would have like B minus. He always made me look so bad, Mike. So mm-hmm. I'm still coming for you.
1: See, there you go. See? See, I have, I had many, many, I, most of my male agents in my life, and maybe the same with you, have been gay men.
2: Yeah.
1: I would say almost, I can't think of one who wasn't. And the reason I even know that, because we would talk about it all the time. And, and uh, Scott, my buddy in New York, oh, my God, I love that guy. But what he said, see, I think I, I, I'm reluctant to use the word that he used, because then people get pissed off at me. Did
2: he call himself a gay agent
1: No, he didn't. Well, uh, he, well, he oh. did call him. Yes, he did. Because yeah, every
2: agent words. I know is gay gaygent, calls himself yeah. like, I a I can be your gay agent And I was like, I love that. <laughs> oh, I love that.
1: But, he was just, my God, he was funny. Because when I first met him, first time, okay, I'm going to say a word, and if it offends you, then oh, maybe God, you guys can I'm edit it out. All right. It's not that big I a deal. Because he just did it to be a pain in the ass. So the first day I met him, I'm in New York. He was a New York agent. He was a Don Buckwald, who was, you know, like Howard Stern's agent. Don Buckwald's one of the biggest agents in America, right? So I'm in there, I'm talking to Scott. Met him for the very first day. He said, So, Tom, where are you from? I said, Minneapolis. He goes, Oh. Well, they're gay-friendly. I said, yeah, Minneapolis and St. Paul are very gay-friendly cities. He goes, well, that's good. So how about you? I said, what do you mean, what about me? He goes, are you gay-friendly? I said, well, why wouldn't I be? What do I care what you do? Yeah. He goes, okay, I like that a lot. Okay, now, do you like sports, Tom? I said, yeah, I'm a big Twins fan, Viking fan, and all that stuff. And don't get pissed off at me because this is what he said, and he was trying to be funny. Yeah. He said, yeah, I'm not really into baseball, football. I like dyke <laughs> like, hockey. Oh my God! Really, Scott? Oh my Is that God. what we're going with? Oh my but God! But see, once again, that's one of those situations where a gay man thinks he can say whatever he wants to.
2: Yeah, it made Which, you I, laugh. What was the conversation? It between was hilarious because
1: he wasn't trying to hurt anybody. Yeah. See, I think that's that. We've lost that, haven't we? When you say any word, they automatically assume you're trying to hurt someone. He was not. He was trying to to make Mm -hmm. me happy and laugh. Yeah. So we got to get back to the days where don't take these words so damn, you know, like Charles Barkley. Oh, I'm going to use redneck because that'll really, you know, bring it home. I mean, what he just did was obnoxious, I thought. Yeah. And really phony. And maybe it's because I'm a redneck. Do you think that's what
3: it is?
2: Well, obviously.
3: He's the same guy that would take swings at Michael Jordan's face. Yeah? You know, unprovoked. So I don't take a Don't get me wrong. Charles Barkley, very funny. Yeah. Uh, Is he uncancelable? I don't think so. Uh, Listen, they could find somebody else that could easily slide in there, and then he would go play golf for the rest of his life.
2: But I do appreciate celebs. And this is, you know, just a side note of, like, he's saying, hey, if I get canceled, I'll just go play golf. Like, I do love... That there are people out there that are like, it's probably time for me to retire. I'm just going to say whatever and let the, the chips fall where they may. And that's what he
1: does anyway, mm-hmm. by the way.
2: I know. So it's like, I kind of love that. I know he was virtue signaling, but there is a part of me that goes, okay, like I can respect that. You're like, if this would be the thing that everyone gets mad about, whatever. I feel like I want to say it. I said it. Done.
3: Those last couple of Andy Rooney segments on 60 Minutes before he died. Oh my god! Oh boy, it was almost like I can't even believe CBS is putting this on the air. I, I mean, know. he was like going hard after people. Really? I can't remember the exact verbiage that he used, but some of the stuff he would say, you were almost like, "Ooh, that almost sounds like old man hate speech coming out of your mouth." Because he really? was, oh, he was <laughs> angry. Yep. So angry. What a prick. Who's that? Oh, what a prick! Bob
2: Costas has kind of done the same thing lately. Oh, really? In the ba- not not on that side, but mm-hmm. he's finally like, here's how I really feel about this yeah. person, um, and he's kind of letting his guard down a, uh, quite a bit because he kind of he was lived that that news life where you don't say your opinion ever, and now I've heard him on a couple yeah. podcasts yeah. where he's like, I hate this guy. Also, I went on this rant and I got I had to say I'm sorry and I'm not sorry, and and I was like. Like get it, Bob, get it, Costas.
1: He was the very first big national talent that appeared on the KQ Morning Show in 1986 with me. In April mm. of 86.
2: That is so cool, he's so likable. Oh,
1: he's a very nice guy.
2: He held, I think, Finn. I think we have a picture with him and my nephew, Finn. Oh, okay. Because we all, we got to meet him at an Olympic thing. And we're like, who's gonna take a picture with him? We're all like, baby Finn. So we like handed him Finn (laughs) and he took a photo. And we were a little worried because I feel like we were—he got pink eye later—and we're like, was that Finn? Yeah. Did Finn? Give oh him? <laughs>
3: God, maybe. You know, it's funny because it was after the pink eye at the Olympics is when he kind of started to go down that hole of saying it, because he took so much heat he, for it. Yes. People were angry that he yeah. got on the air with pink eye, and it was like, I how felt di-
2: bad for him. Yeah,
3: because people were like, How dare you put your crew in danger? It's like it's pink it's eye. Pink Relax. There you go. Just yeah.
1: overd- again. Uh, you know, I just repeated a word that someone said to me in New York. Yeah. Unless you're aiming to hurt someone, which he was not, mm-hmm. why do you care? You know, he's not trying to give anybody a disease by showing up with pink eye. No. For Christ's sake, calm yeah. down. Yeah. Right?
2: No, I mean, I love Costas. I, I, I do too. I feel like he's a national treasure. I don't. Uh,
1: you don't see him much anymore, though. No. Or maybe I, I just don't watch I enough TV he anymore. I think quit
2: doing the Olympics. Yeah. And I've heard him on a couple podcasts, um, and he's just got interesting stories. He's just been around so much, and he couldn't say things for so long. And Mm -hmm. um, You know, I'm not trying to – I I don't know every one of his opinions, so people are going to be mad, I'm sure, being like, well, he said this, he said that, whatever. I just like when people are saying, like, relax a little bit because it is hard sometimes to work with TV people that take themselves so seriously – because they won't say their opinions at all.
1: Yeah, that's very, very true.
2: Unfortunately, we don't have that problem with Chris Eggert. That guy will talk about everything.
1: Mm-hmm. It's pretty much true. <laughs> we could we could go down there. Yeah. No, I, I literally, honest to God, the only guy that would not come on that show, because people started coming on that show immediately, even though it was a brand new show, and I don't know why that happened. I yeah. have no idea. But maybe word got around that, you know, we didn't piss all over people or, or something. I don't know, but the one guy that was the most owly pain in the ass and never did appear on the show, but I talked to him about it a couple of times, David Letterman might be one of the biggest pricks I have ever met.
3: You ever meet him? No, but, you know, I do know a couple of people that were, you know, Tim Harmston, who's from town. He was on Letterman. Um, Isaac Witte, who's also another comedian in town, he was on Letterman. And there's a few people that have just talked about how cold he is. And and even though I thought he was funnier than Jay Leno, I just thought about this yesterday. I gravitated towards Jay Leno yeah. because yep. even though I didn't think he was as funny I thought he was much more likable. Yeah. And I, and I gravitate towards people that are easier to work with even yep. though they might have a smidge less talent than somebody else. Is
1: the cup of coffee thing any good? I've never watched it. David Letterman him with cars with car co- or well, whatnot. No, that's Jerry that's Jerry Seinfeld. Seinfeld. What was that? Letterman had one though too. It, it, it was
3: called "My Next Guest Needs No Introduction."
1: Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. Okay. and
3: okay. he would bring on you know, he, I mean, he had on Obama, he had on a, a, all sorts of comedians. Oh, so yeah, and he and mm-hmm. he just I, I don't know. It seemed like it was a much more relaxed Dave. The bearded Dave is a much more relaxed Dave.
1: Yeah, it, kind of. I, I don't know. I haven't watched him in a long time because, like I said. Never had him on the show, just had a brief contact with him twice. He's just, God, he's a weird son yeah. of a... He's very weird, mm-hmm. I will tell you that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he's always prickish or he's just nuts. He might just be crazy. Didn't some woman try to stab him or something because he wouldn't marry or whatever? Was? Hmm. I think I
2: that think went That sounds too. familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: I remember
1: that back in the day.
3: I, I was very, you oh know... God. A, a, the way he opened up about that person blackmailing him and the way he did it on TV... You yeah. guys remember that when he yeah. was on a fair and this guy was like, I have All right. I- information yep. about it and I'm going to go public. And he was like, oh, I'll beat you to it. You're never going to take me down. I love it. And he just and the way he did it was almost like he you thought it was a bit because he, it was like, this has got to be something he just cooked mm-hmm. up. No, no, no. He was being 1000 percent authentic. And then at the end of it was like, I have made some huge mistakes and I will try to be better. And you were like, wow, that's a different side of Dave.
1: Oh, and that's the way you need to do it. Yeah. You just come out right up front and go, you know what? You're right. I did that and I effed up horribly and I should have never done it and I'll never do it again.
2: Yeah, and that's the take- you want to
1: handle that stuff, don't you?
2: That's taking a page from um, Hamilton. That's what he did when he, they were trying to blackmail him about an affair. They were saying, like, don't run for
1: office. I never knew Dave Hamilton had an <laughs> affair not Dave multiple.
2: Hamilton. <laughs> many multiple. Alexander Hamilton <laughs> Oh that Hamilton like, uh, Dave's
3: cousin? Yeah. Oh, Maybe uh, you've exactly. heard of
2: him. Treasurer. Um he it was uh, I love he it. ended up publishing every one of him and his mistress's letters in this like brochure because he was like nothing weird is happening. I'm just having an affair. I mean his wife was pissed, but like at that yeah. point you have to come clean.
1: Mm-hmm. I get I just First of all, who the hell has time to have an affair anyway?
2: Alexander Hamilton. Did. Well,
1: yeah, they didn't have anything going on. There was no TV. There was no TV. Back TV. Then. They
2: didn't have Netflix.
1: I didn't have anything to watch, so I may as well have an affair. I guess. Right? I don't know. Hey, whatever. It, calm. Again, ladies and gentlemen, words. Would you settle down? Oh, you can't say that. You can't. It's a word for Christ's sake. Yeah. Who cares? Somebody wants to call me a redneck? Go ahead. I'm not a redneck, but you want to call me that? Good for you. So Charles Barkley, yeah, oh, go, like redneck Tom. Oh, I'm deeply hurt.
2: You're really sad. First
1: of all, I don't give a rat's ass what Charles Barkley would think of me anyway. So why would you be affected by that? Yeah. I told you about what I said, said to Emily, who's going to be on. I think Emily from Premier is going to be on on mm-hmm. Monday. Yeah. I was talking to her, and at the very end, because of my mother, I don't know if I mentioned this to you guys or not. Because my mother used to do it all the time. At the very end, and I've, I've met Emily a couple of times. We had a show one time. So at the end of it, I said, "Okay, well, I'll see you on Monday, my dear." And I went, "Oh, wait a minute. Should I have said that to you?" And she goes, no, "No, no, that's fine. Don't worry yeah. about it." But calling somebody my dear now even makes you nervous because it's like I didn't mean it that way. Well,
2: I still do that. Like I. Yeah, good. I have good. Said I love. I say I love you sometimes to people, and then go, "Oh, I'm sorry. I whatever." Like I think
3: ever said it to you? No, never uh, to me, no, no, I don't no, think I've ever I mean, I get but, the finger a lot in the other yeah, room. Yeah, that's yeah. no, exactly yeah. right. So. Give me the bird. I, yeah. I, I, mean, I think
2: that's only human to, like, overstep your boundaries, and then if someone was to say, hey, Brittany, I don't like it when you call me, or when you touch my hand, I would be fine with it, but that's fine. Like,
1: I'm going to start calling everybody, because I just figured out, while we were talking in my head, why he said black Maryland Farmer.
5: Yeah.
1: Because even though I wasn't black, he was so used to using it, Maryland farmer is still mother effort. Yeah, yeah. So the MF is that's the only reason he said Maryland Farmer. Yeah, <laughs> because it's it was the really, MF part.
2: I would have to say it's a, <laughs> very much so. This is a roundabout way of saying mofo. Yeah, like it does yeah. not. I don't think is interchangeable.
1: But no, it's, not really.
2: I think it's a very old phrase.
1: You are correct. We got to take a break here. We will be right back, ladies and gentlemen. The love. Can I say lovely and talented Kristen Bird, or is that too offensive? Calling a woman lovely, is that horrible?
2: I, 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 well, we know she's talented.
1: Oh, you don't think she's lovely?
2: She's got to prove herself to me. still. Okay,
1: I understand. <laughs> we'll be right back. That's real nice. It's time to beat the heat. It's Tom Bernard for my friends at Marine and Power Lodge, giving you the keys to a cool lake breeze with clearance pricing on 2023 luxury pontoons, fishing boats, and more. Our dog days of summer won't last, and neither will their inventory. So... Do both of us a favor and go from floor to shore today with iconic Bennington pontoons and tritune packages at doorbuster pricing at Millimarine and St. Cloud and all Power Lodge locations. Get your first cruise in by sunset. God, I love cruising at sunset. I yeah, love that. Gorgeous. wonderful. But don't wait on this limited time special. Power Lodge offers competitive financing with no money down. Yes, I did say no money down. By the way, if you need delivery to your dock, their team of experts has you covered. Discover what thousands of our Minnesota neighbors have and explore our lakes and rivers in your own boat at Elite Savings, too, by the way. If I say it's Elite, it's Elite, damn it. Launch into adventure today at Millamarine and Power Lodge. Just head to millamarine.com and powerlodge.com and snag some throttle therapy for yourself. Financing is available on approved credit. Freight and prep are not included in packages. Why should your business bank with North American Banking Company? Here's Corey Wisco of the Welshire.
3: It's difficult to put in words the
5: relationship that we have with North American Banking Company. You know, they've been there from the very beginning with our vision of providing quality dementia care for individuals, and they've been a partner all the way through. They uh, really are uh, there for us.
1: For information about North American Banking Company, go to nabankco.com. That's nabankco.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Hi, this is Tom Bernard. My friends at Niemeyer Trailer Sales at their Albertville location just off Interstate 94 would like to extend a special special offer going on now through the end of July. It's for all our Tom Bernard Morning Show listeners. When you visit their Albertville location, mention that you heard me, Tommy B, I'll uh, tell you about this July only savings opportunity on travel trailers and pickup campers. Now, you must be a qualified buyer, but here's the really good news, receive up to $5,000 off the advertised price done on all their new in-stock inventory. As always, terms and conditions do apply. Brands include Rockwood by Forest River, Arctic Fox by Northwood Manufacturing, Cirrus by New Camp, and more. Now is a real good time to buy and take your passion on the road with Niemeyer Trailer Sales. You can't just sit around, see my guys and gals at Niemeyer's in Albertville, or peruse their current inventory at Niemeyer's.com. That's N-I-E-M-E-Y-E-R-S.com, Niemeyer's.com. The Up to the Five Grand Off sales event ends July 31st.
0: This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show podcast.
1: We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Chris uh, and I, I'm, I'm, I got a little survey going on here, um, and what I'm trying to do is figure out if I should follow Barclays' lead and refer to everybody on the show as either a redneck or an asshole. What do you think?
4: That <laughs> sounds good to me.
1: <laughs> a redneck. When's the last time you? First of all, I don't even find redneck offensive. Who gives? It's so old. Who cares? Well, I'm not a big word guy. I do not let words harm me. It's like, if Catherine tells me some nights, like, you know what, Tom, why don't you go F yourself? I go, okay, <laughs> I probably should. She's never said that to me, but she might someday, right? You might. There's still time. There's still time. That's exactly what I'm saying. So,
4: And yeah. I'm debatably lovely.
1: There's two things that I'm <laughs> Well, you are debatably lovely. Not even debatably. It's just a given.
2: You
4: know what, Kristen? You need to prove yourself to me.
1: Yeah. I agree with her. I, it's absolutely I true. It. I
4: was like, deba- I'm going to put that on my resume. Debatably lovely. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. there you go. Come in strong.
1: We're trying to... Today I've, I've got two jobs that I have to do, and I don't know how I'm going to do the second one. It's going to be very, very difficult. And Rudy can back me up on this when I get to that one. But I, I've decided that if I'm going to become a teacher, like I decided to become a teacher on this show, it's trying to teach people, stop letting any little word offend you. It's a word. Who cares? I've never cared about that. Oh, and again, I grew up in the inner city, so you get to hear these words all the time. So maybe I'm just used to them all. Do you think that's what it is?
4: Maybe, because I think for some people who have been in a verbally abusive relationship, yeah, words are very Yeah, that's different, cutting.
1: isn't it? Yeah, it's different. Yeah.
4: Words are cutting, so.
1: Like, Catherine did call me a strumpet once. I remember it. I was deeply hurt. Guys,
4: and I think the one thing about where you can't take it back, once you've said it, yeah, it's I, been already thrown out yeah, into the universe. I guess.
1: Using words to hurt people, though, I, I'm looking at like, your words hurt me. What the hell do I care? I don't care at all about that stuff. But I understand some people, if you, yeah, if you're, well, first of all, I, we got a, a politician in town and he was on TV bitching at us about this, that, or the other thing. We need to do things a lot better this guy was revealed to have dragged his girlfriend off the bed and thrown her around the room and abused the piss out of her. But he's telling me how I should live my life. I don't think so. Mm -mm. Why is it that some people can get away with that?
4: I don't know. We give a pass to a lot of people, Hollywood, Washington, DC, and there are certain rules for certain politicians. And then, you know, and others get, others completely get away with it. And it's the same thing with actors too. We have like, Certain people can, we can just sweep it under the rug. And the other people were like, you're canceled. We won't ever see you again. It's really interesting. Like, and I think some of it comes behind, did you hire the right crisis PR publicist to like get this, you know, either hidden or get the public to accept you again? It's really fascinating.
1: I could see that. And the other thing, other than trying to teach people, don't let words hurt you. I'm not talking about in a personal relationship like that, because that can be very hurtful. No question about that. And I do understand that. Oh, well, look at that. I just achieved another goal. Did you hear that? Oh, ring?
4: you got your move goal already.
1: Wow!
4: Did you complete your ring?
2: Yes. <laughs> I'm w- like two steps in today. I
1: woke up this morning at 3.30 and went for a four-mile walk. That might be your answer right Must
2: there. Must be nice. I had one
1: of those mornings again. I just woke up at 3.30 and I could not get back to sleep. I hate when that happens. Yeah, actually
4: Did do you too. walk your neighborhood or walk on the treadmill?
1: I don't walk on treadmills. They're too bouncy for me. I don't like that bouncing thing while you're walking. I know it's supposed to be better for your legs, but I like that nice solid concrete. That's what I like. But anyway, the other thing I'm going to work on today, and like I said, Rudy can back me up on this one. I'm going to start a new thing, a school uh, teaching men how when they pee, they hit the urinal instead of the floor. Okay. Already, it's what what time is it? It's eight o'clock in the morning here in the Midwest. I just ran down to the men's room. Uh, I should have been wearing flippers.
3: How can they, Rudy? How do they miss the urinal? I I don't know. The only thing I can, uh, you know, attest to is that it's early and that it is people are not awake yet and they use that urinal far too early in the morning. They're not up. I, I
2: I have a solution for you. Okay. In the morning, before the show starts, just sprinkle in a bunch of Cheerios in the toilet. And that'll give them something to aim at. And it's very exciting. Well, it's a urinal, though. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Just put them in there. That'll be their little bullseyes. Okay. Like, that'll give them something to aim, and it's really fun. And you have to say, all right, sink the Cheerios. You can put a little sign up.
1: It's like a a two-and-a-half-foot-by-two-foot area. And all you got to do is hit the back of that. I don't know why it's so tough. I don't get it.
3: Well, that's why Tommy Kramer's urinal has a Green Bay Packers that's symbol right. on the back side of it. That's so exactly he can right. pee on the G, and then that way it doesn't <laughs> splash over onto the floor. Perfect.
1: Oh, this is not splashing over on the floor. It's just a miss. Yeah. There's no doubt. It's like, what the hell? Do you think they were drunk last
3: night? Is that what it was? And they haven't cleaned it yet? There's a lot of construction people in this building right now, so yeah. I don't know if you guys know this, but construction dudes, uh, probably a lot listening, usually hung over on a uh, Thursday morning. No. Uh, Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. What are you? I've never worked oh yes, I have worked construction. Never yeah. mind.
3: There is a there's a crew that are like two blocks from my house and they, they meet up every single morning, and there's probably like ten of them. And they all there's two trucks and they all they must roof or do something. And I walk past them every single day, and there's always one guy sitting on a cooler. <laughs> and I'm like, I know what's in that cooler. Because at three yes. o'clock when oh, they're yeah. about to shove off, they pop open that cooler and sit on the tailgate. And there is something very Refreshing, like you've earned that beer after you've just laid like 15 squares of shingles. You want that beer at the end of the afternoon, you know.
4: After you see hard labor,
2: yeah. After (laughs) you see somebody doing any amount of roofing, I don't care what they do. When they work in our house, if they would have like started doing meth, I would say whatever gets you through this, because that looks like the hardest work I've ever seen.
1: It is a tough job, no doubt about it. No, working construction was fun though. I gotta tell you. Uh, but, yeah, you're right, especially on yeah. Fridays. And then we'd always play a touch football game. Sure. And some of the guys, because they've been drinking so much, I'm assuming, decided it would be a good idea to punch people while playing touch football. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you
2: go. Like, what?
1: Don't punch people. You what the hell are you doing? You didn't say
3: how to touch them. You just yes. said touch. That's, I, that's I did touch true. him. That, that, feels,
2: yeah. that feels very, very like uh, Lisa Simpson punching in the air, yeah. like, don't get in my way. I love
1: <laughs> Lisa Simpson. <laughs> he did. It's one of my favorite characters on television ever. Uh watched the new Justified last night. Did you
4: enjoy That's it? A,
1: I think Timothy Oliphant. And his daughter's terrific in it, by the way. His daughter's in it with him. Uh, but, yeah, he, I've always liked him. He's very, very good. Um, I haven't talked to him in a long time. He's talked to him once in a while on the other show. And just a really, really decent guy. What's it called? The Primeval? The new one?
4: City Primeval.
1: City Primeval. There you go. City yeah. Primeval. Justified City Primeval. He plays a good cop, I think. He's, he's very good at playing a cop.
4: Yeah, he's a good actor. It's unfortunate yep. we can't hear more about the show because, unfortunately, the actors are not allowed to promote the show, which is kind of a <laughs> bummer right now.
1: <laughs> it's not a, I have a show that you helped me produce, but now I can't promote it. What?
4: Because I'm on strike. SAG will not allow it to happen. And you know who's interesting is that Tom Cruise came to the table, the negotiating table. He zoomed in and he was like, hey, I have a deal for both of you guys. And he was like, first of all, studios, you have to sit there and and make concessions on this AI because it is really dangerous for the livelihoods of actors and writers. Yep. Awesome. Great thing. But he said, SAG, here's a concession for you. You need to allow all of us to promote our projects, and he was thinking about the theater owners and everything else. But I, I do find it kind of interesting that he's trying to be like Switzerland, like be the really good guy. Um, but it went over like a lead balloon. So,
1: so well, they just—it's all about money, isn't it? It's not about what the, the, the right thing to do is. It's about money.
4: It's about money. Yeah, I mean yeah. the studios are not interested in no. coming to the table at all right now, and they'll, they'll wait until they're down to the um last bit of content before they really come back i think uh, but you know and nbc yesterday announced that they're like hey we're going to be the only linear network not to have an all unscripted schedule for the fall oh, they really? pulled some of their mid-season replacements they're going to bring over quantum leap they're going to bring over um a, a magnum pi and they're going to put them in the fall because they were already done in The can before okay. the strike happens, so uh, at least one network will be in decent shape compared to CBS, ABC, and Fox.
3: Who
1: stars in Magnum PI?
4: I don't even know, I don't even not watch either. it. I was like, if you ask me, I'm like, it's still Tom Selleck, of course, it's right. not right. he's on Blue Bloods,
1: right? Oh, he's terrific on Blue Bloods, so I've always he's liked him, so to tell good. you.
4: Blue Bloods had to make some pretty big concessions if they wanted another oh, sure. season. And the cast and like the, the top tier cast, I would say all the series regulars, took a 25% cut, as did the producers. They said the show was getting too expensive, otherwise, they were going right. to cancel it.
1: So I have a question for you. Yeah, the show is very expensive. I know that. That's the, the uh, Wahlberg brothers, isn't it? That's their yes. show, isn't it? How
4: yeah, about... you have uh, Donnie Wahlberg right. in that. Right,
1: right. There you go.
0: Mm-hmm. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts.